Hi everyone, you're listening to Just News, episode number 3, recorded on Sunday 6th of October 2019, and I'm your host Nakul Gupta. In this episode, I'll be covering news from Sunday the 29th of September to Saturday the 5th of October. Before we get started, just a few words about the content and format of this podcast. The idea behind Just News is to summarize the main news of the past week without any additional analysis or opinion. I have personally selected these news items depending on my perception of their importance from a geopolitical and economic standpoint. Each news item was selected from freely and publicly available sources. However, the summary is in my own words. The format is divided into the following categories: world geopolitical news, world markets, India geopolitical news, India economy, India regulatory, India companies and India markets. In terms of India news, I will try and group together related stories by sector as far as possible. So let's get started. World news, item 1. Australia confirmed that United States President Donald Trump had sought Australian help in finding evidence to discredit the Mueller inquiry and that Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison had agreed to help him. If you recall, the Mueller inquiry had investigated whether President Trump or his aides had colluded with Russia in an attempt to influence the 2016 presidential election. Last week, the United States Congress initiated an impeachment inquiry against President Trump in response to a whistleblower complaint that he had tried to pressure the Ukrainian president to investigate Joe Biden, who is a senior leader in the opposition Democratic Party of the United States. Later in the week, Donald Trump also openly asked China to investigate the Biden family, sparking further controversy. Item 2 Embattled British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was forced to refute allegations that he had groped two female journalists in his earlier career as a magazine editor. Separately, the Prime Minister released brief details about his plan for a Brexit deal with the European Union or EU, which was met with tepid reactions from EU leaders. Also, the British government acknowledged in a response to a Scottish court that if a Brexit deal is not concluded with the EU by 19th October, then it will seek to delay Brexit. Item 3 In Austria the People's Party which is that country's conservative party emerged as the single largest party in the recently concluded general election with 37% of the votes Party leader Sebastian Kurz had been the previous chancellor before his government was brought down by scandal involving his coalition partners the far right Freedom Party Post this result Mr Kurz will need to gather another coalition to form the new government Item 4 Hong Kong's government announced the activation of an emergency power that will ban people from wearing face masks in public assemblies after one of the most violent days in Hong Kong's 2019 protests with fires reported at metro stations and police shooting one protester protests in Hong Kong began earlier this year in opposition to a proposed bill that would allow extradition from Hong Kong to mainland China this bill was seen as infringing on the special democratic rights granted to Hong Kong as compared to the law prevalent in mainland China Protesters have famously worn masks to protect themselves against government retribution. And finally item 5 some sad news a French police employee suffering from a psychotic episode stabbed four colleagues to death at Paris's police headquarters before being shot dead himself. World markets item 1 The European Court of Justice ruled that national courts within the EU would have the power to order global tech giants such as Facebook to remove offensive content on their platforms not just for users within the EU but worldwide as well item 2 japan increases its sales tax 
applicable on most goods and services from 8% to 10%. It was the first such increase in five years, and some fear that this may have a negative impact on the economy during a time of global trade uncertainty. India News Item 1 Malaysian Prime Minister Mahathir Mohamad termed India's abrogation of Article 370 as an invasion of Kashmir in his speech at the United Nations General Assembly. China and Turkey are the only two other nations that supported Pakistan's position on Kashmir at the United Nations. Item 2 The Delhi High Court denied former Home Minister P. Chidambaram bail in the ongoing INX media case, agreeing with the CBI's views that Mr. Chidambaram poses a flight risk and would be likely to try and influence witnesses were he to be released on bail. Item 3 More than 100 people died because of flooding in Uttar Pradesh and Bihar as the monsoon continued beyond its official end date. And finally, item 4 Reports suggest that four Jaishe Mohammed terrorists have entered Delhi, possibly to carry out attacks during the upcoming festive season. India Economy Item 1 India's fiscal deficit at the end of August stood at about Rs 5.5 lakh crores, which was roughly 79% of the budgeted deficit of Rs 7 lakh crore for the 2019-20 fiscal year. The budgeted fiscal deficit for 2019-20 is about 3.3% of the GDP. Given the financial swaps announced by the government in recent weeks to bolster flagging economic activity, many people in the industry believe that the government will not be able to achieve its 3.3% deficit target this fiscal. However, it seems that the government plans to stick to its borrowing target of Rs 7.1 lakh crore this fiscal, with some reports suggesting that the government may seek an interim dividend of up to Rs 30,000 crores from the RBI to help meet the deficit target. Item 2. The output from the eight core industries that is coal, crude oil, natural gas, refinery products, fertilizer, steel, cement, and electricity declined by 0.5% in August 2019 versus a 4.7% growth in August 2018. The eight core industries are a strong proxy for overall industrial growth in the country. Out of the eight industries, only fertilizers and steel recorded growth this August. Item 3. India's current account deficit, which is the difference between total imports and total exports, stood at 2% at the end of September quarter as compared to 2.3% at the same point last year. An increase in receipts from services and remittances from NRIs reversed the impact of larger trade deficit in the quarter. Item 4. The RBI cut the repo rate by 25 basis points, bringing it to 5.15%. This makes the cumulative cut since February 135 basis points. Repo rate is the short-term rate at which the RBI lends to banks in case of shortfall of funds and is the benchmark rate for lending in the country as well as the primary tool for monetary policy transmission. Additionally, the RBI also cut its GDP growth estimate for India for the current fiscal from 6.9% to 6.1%. Item 5. Government data showed that credit to industry in the April to September period this fiscal was only 12% of the credit offtake in the same period last fiscal. Industry requires credit for normal operations as well as for expansion of business. Item 6. The government announced a ban on exports of onions in response to the sharp increase in onion prices in the country. Retail prices had more than doubled in the last few weeks as supply has been disrupted due to flooding in onion-producing areas of Maharashtra and Karnataka. India Regulatory Just one item 
The government plans to bring all medical devices sold in India under a single framework which will set minimum quality standards for these devices. So far, only 23 devices are monitored under the Drugs and Cosmetics Act. However, there has been concern that refurbished devices are being imported into India and last year some hip implants from Johnson & Johnson were found to be faulty requiring some of the bearers of these implants to undergo surgery to rectify problems. India Financial Sector Item 1 Non-banking financial companies or NBFCs are no longer allowed to extend loans against shares to promoters or companies by transferring shares of the company into their own accounts or by taking control over the shares by applying power of attorney. This is because SEBI, the market regulator, believes that this practice reduces transparency around the proportion of shares of the subject company that have actually been pledged. Item 2. Consortium lenders to under-stress home finance company DHFL may convert their outstanding loans to 51% equity in the company as part of the resolution plan. However, mutual funds who are not part of the consortium but hold DHFL debt will not be part of the resolution plan and may end up taking up to a 40% haircut on their holdings. Additionally, DHFL may hive off its remaining loans by bringing in another equity investor. Item 3. Per reports, India Bulls Group Chairman Samir Ghelot has told the RBI that he would be willing to step away from any directorial role in the group should the RBI allow the proposed merger of India Bulls with Lakshmi Vilas Bank. However, the merger is reportedly under threat as the RBI has put Lakshmi Vilas Bank under Prompt Corrective Action or PCA, preventing the bank from engaging in any large-scale or high-risk lending. PCA is an RBI policy for commercial banks that kicks in if the capital buffer of the bank falls below a comfortable threshold or if the proportion of the bank's non-performing assets or NPAs increases beyond a comfortable threshold. Separately, India Bull's Vice Chairman Gagan Banga also confirmed that as per the merger agreement between his company and Lakshmi Vilas Bank, the agreed-upon swap ratio of 14 shares of India Bull's housing for 100 shares of the bank cannot be changed for another 12 months despite the sharp fall in the bank's stock price after the RBI placed the bank under PCA. Compounding India Bulls' woes, an NGO filed a public interest litigation suit against the group in the Delhi High Court alleging financial irregularities and siphoning of funds by the promoters. Item 4. Reports suggest that several global private equity funds have expressed interest in investing in real estate-focused NBFC, Altico Capital, which defaulted on an interest payment on a loan from Mashrek Bank last month. Altico's default last month had raised fears over the health of the real estate sector and lending institutions with large exposures to that sector. Item 5. Yes Bank CEO Ravneet Gill reassured investors about the bank's health, including its stable liquidity position and more efficient use of capital. He also suggested that the bank may soon receive a significant infusion of funds from a strategic investor. In other news, Rajat Monga, the bank's CFO and one-time candidate for the CEO role, resigned from his role at the bank. Indian Companies Item 1 Reports suggest that Bharti Airtel will refinance its debt of up to a billion dollars at a lower cost by issuing overseas bonds. Item 2 CG Power CEO Neil Kant resigned from his post after being asked to step down by the board. The company has been facing regulatory scrutiny 
after reports of financial irregularities in the company came to light. Item 3. Saudi Aramco has announced that it will provide Reliance Industries with the agreed-upon volume and grade of crude oil in October, despite the drone attacks last month that damages production capacity. Item 4. Chinese private investor and financial may lead a new round of funding into Zomato with a $600 million investment, which would imply a valuation of $3 billion for the food service platform. Item 5. The initial public offering or IPO of IRCTC, the Indian Railways Catering and Tourism Corporation, was subscribed over 100 times. The government of India will divest its 12.6% stake in the entity through this IPO. IRCTC is the only authorized service provider to the Indian Railways taking care of services such as catering and e-ticketing, etc. India markets as of market closing on 4th of October. The Nifty was at 11,174 points, which was down more than 350 points from last week as the exuberance over cuts in the corporate tax rate in India wore off and as the RBI cut its estimate for GDP growth in the ongoing fiscal year. USD INR was at 70.825 rupees per dollar and the 10-year India government security yield rate was 6.68%. As I mentioned in the last episode, the yield of the 10-year government security in India is a proxy for the sovereign risk associated with India. Just a few words before we end this episode. As always, I'm truly grateful to the people who listen to past episodes and share their feedback. I do endeavor to incorporate suggestions in my recordings. So please do share your thoughts about the podcast at justnewspodcast at the rate gmail.com. That's justnewspodcast at the rate gmail.com. If you found this podcast useful so far, I do request you to please spread the word within your networks. So that's it for this episode. Have a wonderful week and I'll check back with you next weekend. Bye-bye.